everybody, and welcome to the Meyer pregame show and one of my favorite interviews of the year <laughs> as we get set to kick off the boys' basketball season. Uh, I can't even say in 2021, in just 2020, or in rather 2020 2021 yes. 21, just to 21 yes the head coach of your boys basketball team chris grundy coach mr glock how you doing sir it's been a while since uh since we've done this so yeah. it's it's good to be back for sure no doubt i am well and uh i i uh, i'm just happy that we're we're sitting here even though yes. i can hardly see you you know you're <laughs> incognito uh i think it's going to be this way for a little while and that's uh I mean, better this and playing basketball than, than not at all. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Any chance we can to, to play and especially let these three seniors that we have uh, get back on the court and get here in the Cougar Den, whether there's, you know, real fans or, or, or fathead fans or whatever it is, it's, uh, it's a tremendous opportunity. So Cool. Let's touch on that for two seconds. We don't need to spend all day on it. Uh, you guys obviously uh, – made the decision to, to yeah. invest in, in getting fat heads and, you yes. know, kind of uh, virtual fans, as, as it were. Uh, fantastic idea. Who came up with it, and, and what, what's the genesis? That, that would be uh, Stephanie Prescott and Michelle Samborski. This started in the summer, um, and I'm sure we'll get into that uh, later on with all the training that we yeah. did in the summer. Uh, they showed up at Van Horn Park and, and didn't tell me why, but just kept snapping close-ups of my of, of my beautiful face and uh at a six-man club meeting uh probably in july late july early august i arrived at a six-man club meeting and there was a big cardboard cutout of 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 yours truly and i was like you know what the heck are we doing here and they were like well these are going to be our fans for the year so we went from like full body shots and we scaled it down to just head shots and i think we're we're you know right around a hundred uh, a fathead fan, so it's it's awesome. It's awesome. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of gave me a natural segue to talk about uh, you know the preparation up until now and and what an odd year this is. One of the things that's become a, a staple of, um, and I guess maybe staple isn't even the right word. It's just been an expectation of this program and all the work that you guys put in. Yep. You know, not within the confines of the season in order to be ready for the season. And I think. Not surprisingly, it's one of the reasons why you're one of the toughest outs early in the year mm -hmm. every year. This year, just kind of everything thrown on its head. You guys didn't really get the go-ahead to even do anything together as a team until July, yep. and you couldn't be inside, which right. is a drag. Tell us about th this year different from other years and what exactly you guys did to get ready. Uh, you know, great question. I mean, when we left, you know, I, I remember like it was yesterday, I walked out of the high school on March 13th, and I, and I left – via the aux gym and Riley Green and, and Rohan, uh, you know, uh, two of our two of our alumni were in the auxiliary gym shooting. And, uh, you know, I just said, hey, we just you know, we just got sent home and, and blah, blah, blah. And never would I have thought that on March 13th that, um, you know, we would still be dealing with this now. I don't think anybody knew. Um, and then, you know, Days led into days, led into weeks, led into months. And, um, you know, it was obvious that we weren't going to have our normal summer preparation. Um, you know, the players continued to go to Montgomery Park. And, you know, when, when the rims were, were restored, because for a while here in Montgomery, just like every place else, the rims were taken down or there was caution tape around. So, you, you know, you really couldn't get out of your house. Um, as, as everybody knows, everybody lived through it. Um, but on July 16th, when, when Governor Murphy cleared us for <clears throat> outdoor basketball activity, 
uh, that's when we started. You know, we, we did small group instruction at Van Horn Park where, um, you know, the Montgomery Rec Department was great to us um, this summer, allowing us access to, to the outdoor courts at Van Horn. And, you know, we would, got, you know, we would get there at, at 6, 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.15, 6.30, whatever it was, and, you know, we would go through an hour-long, hour and 15, hour-and-a-half-long workout before our small group workouts for the community would start with the little kids because we didn't want to miss a beat there. Those kids wanted to train. Those kids needed to get out of their houses and, and, and do that type of stuff. So, um, you know, we, we, we tried to do as much as we possibly could. I mean, I became an expert on two things this summer. One, transmission rate. I was all over the transmission rate. So as long as we were under one, <laughs> I knew we were still going to be able to do our, do our things. And the weather. I mean, who would have thought with an indoor sport yeah. that we would have to worry about weather? But I was all over rain chances and threats of storms. And, um, you know, that's but but that was the world that that we were living in at the time. And, um, you know, things could have been a, a heck of a lot worse for us. Um, but the players, you know, just like always, man, they, they rise to the occasion here in Montgomery. And we got our work in and it continued right into the fall. We were able to host um, two, it was supposed to be three outside fall camps at Van Horn Park um, for eight varsity teams. Uh, the third one out of you know what has been a, another uh, key phrase that people use all the time now, out of an abundance of caution, we canceled our third one. Um, because we had two incidences not involving Montgomery teams, um, you know, with COVID exposure. So we did two camps, um, and then we were invited to a, uh, a fall league up in uh, Branchburg. So we got to play a few games up there. Um, you know, so we did as, as much as we possibly could. Was it the typical Montgomery summer? Absolutely not, but at least at least it was something. It was funny. You just said you became an expert on two things. Now, typically, I know what you're going to say in these <laughs> interviews. I had no clue where you were going, so I was scared to death. And also, if you keep going, maybe we could get sponsored by the Dark Sky app. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Oh, so, so you talked about all this change. Um, and already this year, you know, as a program, we've seen you've had to pivot already. You know, we're not yep. even starting the season. You were supposed to play Wednesday. Then it, that game, Rutgers Prep got moved to Saturday. Yep. Now Saturday, Rutgers Prep canceled because of situations in their program. Yep. Uh, and now you're playing Friday. A a from a head coach's standpoint, you know, where you, you know, I, I know that you would love nothing more than to just coach basketball. Yeah, you know, I mean, absolutely. To have to be the CEO of this enterprise and be dealing with all this stuff. How has that affected you? Um. Yeah, it, 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 it's tougher, again, just because as a, as a head coach, you know, you always want to go into every game feeling as prepared as possible. And, um, you know, the message that we've been preaching to the guys is that um, is that it's a fluid situation and that and that you just have to be ready for anything that's thrown at you. Um, since I started coaching here as the varsity coach, this is now my 16th year, I think, um, I have never gone into a game with zero film, zero film on an opponent. And that's going to be the situation on Friday. Um, you know, you mentioned we were supposed to start with Rutgers Prep uh, yesterday, Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> that game, they had asked us to move it to Saturday well, well before the season started, and, and we agreed. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned on it. So that game on Saturday got wiped out. And, and, and my uh, thinking is that, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Like you, you have to try to get as many games in now um, 
because who knows what's going to happen, right? Like, yep. who, who knows? We could go into another shutdown. You know, who, who knows? Well, we learned from the Big Ten, right? I mean, the Big Ten said, well, let's just wait, and then we'll be good. And then they ended up playing exactly. half the amount of games. So. Yes, yes. So, so, so that was my thought process. I had, a, I had a hole in the schedule, so I started calling around. Uh, John Myers is a great coach down in Bordentown. Said, hey, Chris, we'll play you. The only problem is, he goes, um, our game scrimmage got wiped out because of COVID exposure. Our first three opponents got wiped out because of covert exposure so we can't even swap film so um so that's what we're doing i mean we're playing philipsburg a tough philipsburg team on on uh, on thursday tomorrow and then um and then friday we're heading down to bordentown not having any idea what they run offensively what they run defensively what their personnel is but you know that's that's kind of what we're dealing with this year before we get into this year's team which is you know certainly the most interesting parts of this for everybody you know, we, we've there's so much talk uh, over this, uh, you know, abnormality of a time that we're dealing with about what we've all lost. And kids haven't gotten to do A, B, C, D, and E, and all of that is certainly true. I, the eternal optimist, shining sunshine on, on everything <laughs> I possibly can, uh, have thought for a while now that perhaps one of the things that we will have instilled in our kids during this time is this sense of adaptability and to you know because typically change scares the heck out of people yep. right you yep. know i mean you're used to one it being a certain way and you being able to do certain things and kids are not exempt from from that at all sure. and now they have been asked to pivot and do things differently more than any time in their young lives mm -hmm. for sure without maybe the coping skills that we all have as adults are you sensing where kind of where is your team at with with that and their how they've handled all of that, you know, incessant transition? I think they're doing the best they can. I mean, uh, you know, for, for us and everything we preach, I mean, we're, we're sitting here courtside right now and you, you see family written on the court. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's been a tough pivot, as you like to say, or you just said, um, to what we're dealing with now in the sense that, you know, I made the decision to go with pod practices. So, you know, I haven't seen my freshman team other than the day that I went to go watch them try out. Um, I haven't seen my JV team other than the day that I went to go watch them try out. We usually all practice together, as you know, the whole family atmosphere. Yep. They're, you know, joking around in the locker room. And, and I know this isn't a unique situation here to Montgomery. All programs in New Jersey are dealing with that. But just because of what we preach and, and what we've preached since day one, it's it's just been tough, like coming into the gym. And it's, and it's, it's just – and a lot of times it's just me with – um, with the 12 players, with the 12 varsity players that are in this, this, this pod. Um, you know, Coach Molars, who, who, you know, oftentimes is our energy, and, and, and I rely on him for so much. He's dealing with a lot right now at his, at his work <clears throat> with, um, you know, contact tracing and that type of stuff and not being able to find employees uh, to work certain shifts. So he hasn't been at practice as, as much. And I know the kids see that and, and, you know, hey, is Coach Molars coming today? I'm like, guys, I hope so. You know, I, right, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, you know, but but they're they're adapting to it. I think tomorrow, you know, yesterday in practice, you know, Chris Rubio pulls me to the side and he's like, hey, are we going to do like our normal pregame? I said, yeah, well, you know, why, why wouldn't you? And he's like, because there's going to be nobody here. I go, but Chris, you can't think like that. Yeah. Like, like go through your normal pregame, run out. You know, the music's going to be going, do taps. I said, the Meyer's going to be there. I go, we're going to create as much buzz as we possibly can for you guys, and you just have to try to tune all of that, you know, 
extra stuff that was really cool and really exciting. You're just going to have to tune that out, though, and just kind of play um, for family and, and, and play for the guys that we have right here in this gym. We're about to experience that thing, you know, either we heard over the summer, well, they, uh, so much of the in the NBA bubble was teams having to create their own energy, mm -hmm. but we were kind of exempt from it because we had the fake crowd noise pumped in, so it was so hard to tell just how much of that energy was, you know, like what was that situation? Like we're going to get there, I guess. Uh, yeah. We'll find that out in like 36 hours. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, so let's talk about this team. You know, this is now the 20,000 uh, foot away view of, of the team as, as I look at you. You have a scholarship humongous big man who's fa a fantastic player. You have maybe the best point guard that's ever played here by the time he's done. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's saying a lot, obviously. And you have uh, a shooter on the outside who, uh, in my opinion, is has been as good in, as a junior mm -hmm. as any junior shooter you've had, which also says a lot because sure. of the, the history of that position in mm -hmm. this program. With apologies to, you know, J.T. Simborski or to Noah Vlasic or whatever, you want to fill in the rest of the starting lineup. That's a great three places to start. Sure, 100%. 100%, yeah. Um, you know, you touched on it. Chris um, Chris has been tremendous. Um, you know, he's as a freshman, he started with the freshman team. He was the first player that we've ever had to play on all three levels as a freshman. He started as a freshman, um, was dominating there. We moved him up to JV, and then by the end of the year, um, he was playing full-time varsity for us, and he got his, you know, his first uh, start or his first taste of varsity action. I remember in the primetime shootout against Moorestown late in the year, um, and his his maturation and his and his progress in this program has been unbelievable. And it's a credit to him. It's a credit to how hard he's worked, both on the floor and off the floor. I mean, you know, schools like Lafayette and schools like um, Columbia and schools uh, like the service academies, all the schools that were showing a ton of interest or offered, um, you know, they can't even offer you unless you're taking care of business off off the court as well. So, um, you know, that's a it's a it's a real credit to Chris and, and how hard he, he's worked. And, um, you know, just a, a little side note, too. You know, we we preach family, as we know, and it's it's all about team. But, you know, because of what we're dealing with there, here's a kid where if he put up the exact same numbers that he did last year as a junior during his senior year, and we all know numbers improve as a senior, he would have scored a thousand points, you know, but, but now because we're, we're restricted to just 15 games, not that we preach individual statistics, but, you know, getting your name up there on that board, that's, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. Um, you know, so he's, he's going to miss out on that opportunity, but never said it. It's the furthest thing from his mind. Um, but it's also just something that I'd like to get out there and just let people know that this would have been, uh, you know, a thousand point score. And then you, you know, you, you look to Ryan Curry and, and you said it, man. And, and, you know, I've had some unbelievable point guards, you know, back in my first year, starting with, starting with Kevin Tarka and, you know, the list goes on Ryan McCoy and, and, and Chase Ta and, and Tim Uranef and Matt Remsen, um, but uh, but Ryan's tough, man. We, we you know we, we talk all the time about just being an assassin on the on the floor and and willing to do anything to to win the game. And that's that's Ryan's mentality. You, you know you you said it. and I want to jump in there for a second because I and we had never used that word to describe him there. But I don't know that there's a better word to describe him. I, I in throughout all those guys that you had mentioned, none of them maybe chase a little bit 
at the end, the very tail end of his sophomore year, mm -hmm. was doing what Curry was doing as a sophomore. 100%. The confidence to be able to offensively t take over a game yeah. and was you looked at that and you're like, oh. Yeah. I mean, let's go back to the Rutgers prep game when he was a freshman. Yeah. I mean, oh, he yeah. Hits, he hits three huge threes in that game, you know. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's got it, man. He's He's got I mean, it's it's so cliche, but he's got it. Yeah, Whatever I was just going to say that. Whatever that is. Um, you know, he's, he, he's, he's really, really just a really good player. Um, and then, you, you know, you talked about Matt Prescott, who, you know, you go back and you watch film of him last year getting his first real taste of varsity action. He's our best off the ball cutter. Um, you know, he'll step up and he'll handle the basketball if we need him to. Um, and and um, and he's 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 a knockdown three point shooter. So, I mean, you, you, when you have Ryan and you have Chris, where a lot of teams are going to double or even triple team them. You know, if you can set your feet and rise and fire and knock down that shot consistently, you know, you're going to score a lot of points. We're going to be a tough team, and we should win a lot of games. The other thing that, again, 20,000-foot view that makes you guys very tough, I think, is as you look across the starters and then into your first couple of guys off the bench, the Josh Morris, who we'll talk about in a second, and, uh, you know, Arian Gordy, like, you don't have you don't suffer from James Harden and Russell Westbrook playing on the same team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it seems like just your division of talent and it, and it, the high level of talent that you have all like play a, a, a different role on mm -hmm. the team. Something sometimes because of their physical makeup, sometimes just because of their skill set. Sure. And then to be able to go into the uh, into the bench. And, and again, my opinion, having watched enough high school sports to choke a horse, when you have a good big, if you only have one, you have a problem. Mm -hmm. If you only have one ball handler, you probably have a problem yep. when you get into the later parts of the season. This year, you have another, I mean, I don't even know how tall Gordy is now. I mean, is, is six, eight, yeah. six, six a lot, yeah. you know, coming off the bench. And, you, you know, you have Josh Moore, a freshman, uh, with a handle that's going to be, you know, by the time he gets through his four mm -hmm. years, is going to be a wizard. Talk about just the diverse skill set of all of your guys and, and how that it makes you, I think, tougher. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, we, we talked about the, the three guys already, you know, that you, that you asked about in Chris and, and Ryan and Matt. But, um, you know, we also bring back another starter, Noah Vlasic, just a senior captain that, that is just kind of that, that toughness kid yep. and um, really plays really good defense, gets us tough rebounds. Um, you know, and, and he's really worked on his outside shot. I mean, he's he's got a really, really good-looking outside shot. We plead with him all the time, like, Noah, take that shot. You know, especially if they're doubling Chris and we kick it out to you, you know, be ready to rise and fire and knock that down. So he's going to have – he's a really, really important piece. You know, I know we're not allowed to have people come through practice, but, you know, if you were walking through the hallway and you hear somebody yelling, most likely it's going to be Noah, you know, yelling at guys to pick up their energy and, and pick up their enthusiasm and that type of stuff. So so that's huge for us. And then our, our fifth starter, JT Samborski, is is a sophomore. And just he's like a throwback to like a Colin Geary, to like a Matt Kovacs, a, a, a guy that just like kind of lives the game. You know, he, he, he loves basketball. He watches basketball. And that allows him to just kind of be in the right places that we need him to be. Um, defensively and offensively and he's a really really good shooter really good shooter and uh, and he's going to knock down a lot of big shots for us this year he's another one that we're like hey keep shooting man keep shooting keep shooting um you know we want you in that situation we want you taking those shots so um 
you know, th those two guys are really going to help us. And then you talked about the bench, you know, to be able to bring in, um, you know, a 6'8 guy off the bench and, and, and Gortz, um, you know, it really, really helps us. Gordy stepped up last year when we had some injuries and, and, and some other things going on. And he got a big start against PDS and he was unbelievable in that game. Played 30 out of 32 minutes, um, you know, had, had six or eight points, you know, five or six blocks, eight rebounds, you know, stuff like that. Just a really good stat line. And then... I think he started thinking too much and, and, and just, you know, started putting undue pressure on himself instead of just playing, um, you know, because we, we knew we had found a diamond in the rough with mm -hmm. him, um, but the, pr the pressure of, the, of certain moments last year kind of got the better of him a little bit, and we just thought it would be, it would be best just to kind of sit him down and, and just kind of let him watch a little bit. Um, but this year, you know, we don't have that luxury. You know, we, we, we graduated some guys. Um, you know, so so now we're going to be counting on him to really step up and play big, big minutes, and and I and I know he's going to be ready. And then you talked about Josh Moore, um, you know, and 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 Josh, we've you know we've seen him grow up through this program, and uh, he's got a really, really good handle, ultra quick. Um, you know, he wants to be good, like you can tell, like he's just processing. He's not a loud kid, you know, we're, we're, we're pleading with him like Josh in this defense that we run, like you got to talk, you got to communicate and you could tell he's a little apprehensive, but the skills are there. Like the skill set is there for him to be a really, really good high school basketball player. It's, uh, I mean, well, obviously this is not why you do it, but it's certainly one of the things that I get excited about for some reason internally every year. Like, I don't think I've ever been around your program where you haven't had a freshman play significant minutes yeah. and, I know that's because you are so aware of how important, you know, that is to get those guys experience. But just from a, like a, oh man, like I love seeing what's still in the pipeline here yeah. coming because, you know, a lot of, there's so many coaches that just won't do that. <laughs> and like, they just won't. And every year there's, there's one or two and, and you found a way to keep it rolling. I, some, I people, it. some people would say I'm a little bit psycho because, I mean, I could take you through our eighth, our seventh, our sixth, our fifth, and our fourth grade <laughs> travel programs if you'd like me to as well. But <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be another interview. <laughs> Coach, uh, well, see, now we're, we're kind of screwed here because I can't even end the, the first interview the way that we always end it. Because uh, it yeah. can't be county conference in state nah, anymore. It can't, it can't, can't be. be. So so now maybe the, actually, I'm actually not screwed. I'm unscrewed, as they okay. say. This is the the one year where you can't answer that way. So yes. what are the goals <laughs> for for this team? Well, so so that's a, that's a good question. I actually thought about that the other day. I knew because I knew this question was coming. So. You know, the Skyland Conference decided they weren't going to recognize division champions. But if everybody gets through their allotment of games, you know, there's no reason that you can't claim to be a conference champion if your record within conference dictates that. So I would still say that we're competing for, for a conference championship. Obviously, the counties are done. And then... Um, you know, the ADs give them credit. They got together and they said, you know, let's let these kids compete for something. So we're doing the first ever um, Skyland Conference tournament. Um, and I think what the, I don't, I'm not familiar with all the rules, but I believe that the ADs are going to separate all the teams in the Skyland Conference, all four divisions, into three different brackets um, with bigger schools with, with, you know, whatever record, 
uh, bigger schools and medium-sized schools with whatever record, and then your smaller schools and maybe teams that struggle a little bit this year will be in the third bracket. Um, and then they're going to play it out. You're guaranteed three games, winners and losers bracket, and that's going to be the first week in March, and that'll take us up right up to March 5th or 6th, whatever that Saturday is, which, according to the NJSIAA, is the last possible day for us to play basketball um, with them, um, you know, with anything that they that they kind of sponsor. So, you know, we're competing for those two things, which is which is great. You know, it's it's something we're playing. Um, more so than that, you know, this is probably what you wanted me to say. Uh, something different. Uh, you know, more 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 so than that. It's 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 just we're we're playing every day for each other, which. Um, you know, you may say, well, aren't you always doing that? But it's it's totally it's different. different. It's totally yeah. different this year. You know, we, I talked about pod practices, you know, and, 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 you know, guys that we're, you know, not going to talk about today on the Meyer, whether it's, you know, Kerry Wong or, or Brian Samborski or Alex Pendris or Matt Levy or James Moore. You know, those five young men on a normal, normal year um, would be practicing over here with Coach Bassford. If I needed some bodies, I'd call them over here. You know, they'd be sitting on the bench for a varsity game. They would, you know, get their names up there. Um, but they would still have the JV game. They would still have 32 minutes to play. And I, I sat these guys down in a preseason team Zoom, and I just said, this is your role for me this year. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent, this, this is what we're choosing to do to give us the best opportunity to complete a season. We're going to go with pod practices and, and three separate rosters for the first time ever. No swing players. Can you buy into that? And all of them, all of them without question, coach whatever you need, coach whatever you need. So, so those five guys, they come to this court each and every day, each and every day, and they bust it and they kill it and they, they give absolutely everything that they can, knowing, knowing that at the end of the day, they're probably not going to play in a game and you wouldn't hear anything from them. They're totally happy. They're totally content. They want to be a part of that word. They want to be a part of, of this family, and they want to be part of Montgomery basketball. And that, that is what this program is about, and that, that is what is so special, and that is what we're playing for this year. Well, it's a season on fast forward, uh, you know, as they say, because we're, you know, you're used to having the longest season, uh, you know, going, <laughs> and, and now it's like it feels like the thing is three-quarters over before we yeah, even get started. Six, six so. weeks left. That's it. So, Coach, can't thank you enough for sitting down with us. Best of luck on this season. Uh, I hope to God that we, you know, get to follow you, uh, you know, everywhere you go and, and that we get, you know, 13, 14, 15 games, however many we can yeah. get in here and, and everybody uh, are good little boys and girls uh, <laughs> when they're away from school and <laughs> we can make this thing a reality. Well, I thank you guys, too, for, for, for doing this and, and you know, bringing our, our parents and, and our, you know, I always love my alumni, but this year especially the parents who aren't going to be in the gym um, you know, without you guys, you know, we, this, this, this would be a, a really, really tough situation for them. So I appreciate the Meyer, as I always do. Um, you guys do a tremendous job, and, and thank you for doing it. Our pleasure. It's the head coach of the boys' basketball team here at Montgomery, Chris Grunny, and we are going to take a break. We'll be back with the rest of the Meyer pregame show, and then we are going to have tip-off finally live. Boys' basketball here in Montgomery against Phillipsburg. It's opening night. Stay with us. You're caught in the Meyer. It's the Montgomery Internet Radio Experience. Nice.